It's the boy, Bubba, let's come in through Ella Clutch Flawless, can't be touched It's your boy, Bubba, let's Yeah, I need that hot take I need the truth and everything that is not fake So tell me who's the goal Welcome back, Bubba Bunch, to another edition of the Bubble Let's Sports Podcast It is episode 253 And we are reviewing the Cowboys versus Falcons game in week 10 Just uh, an obliteration of the Atlanta Falcons. Some would say, if you follow my Twitter, that the Falcons were the sacrificial lamb, say it again, lamb of the Dallas Cowboys in order to get back into the rhythm, get back into the swing of things. And the reason why I say lamb and emphasize the lamb is because it was a big day for CD Lamb, the number one receiver in Dallas right now. Look, if you go back to the preview, I think that I should get an Academy Award for my performance in that preview stating what should we expect from this Cowboys team. Um, It's not a matter of of if they are able to blow out the Atlanta Falcons. It's whether or not they were willing to blow out the Falcons. Like This was the Cowboys game to win or lose. This was a matter of how would they show up after a brutalizing defeat to the Denver Broncos just a week ago. You are much more talented. You're much more prepared, more well-coached, experienced, all these different adjectives you can use for the Dallas Cowboys. But they are, hands down, on paper, the better team. They are the better football team. And after what week nine was in the NFL, and even you can consider that in week 10 as well because of some teams that didn't show up or, or had another bad week. This was a good, a really good opportunity for the Dallas Cowboys to not only get the win, get back into the swing of things, come off the bad loss, but to make a statement. And I said in that preview, you got to make a statement here. I said 41 to 17. Uh, I, I said, you got to beat them in every facet of the game for 60 straight minutes. I was a little bit wrong there because it did not take 60 minutes to beat this football team. It took about 30, 35 minutes to beat this football team. But in general, this team from start to finish was the better football team, played like the better football team, and God damn it, they look like one of the best teams in the NFL. And if you disagree with that, that's fine. I'm not saying that they're the best team in the NFL. I keep hearing, I keep hearing them. I keep like, like you, you should consider the Cowboys the most balanced team in the NFL. I would say, let's slow it down a little bit. And some would say that they are the best team in the NFL right now with the best offense. I would maybe slow it down a little bit there. But my best analogy for the Dallas Cowboys right now is that when we consider the best teams in the NFL, they have entered the conversation. They may, they may have entered the conversation a few weeks ago, but I say after this win, this. This is exactly what you wanted to see out of the Cowboys after the Denver Broncos game. This is exactly who the Cowboys are. They are pissed off and they are aggressive. And there are some things, it's not even the major things in this football game that made me think that. Of Mike McCarthy may not be the worst case scenario for this football team. But maybe he's got it on lock. Maybe he understands what this locker room is and who they are. And there's some things, some silly things outside of the game that we can talk about. But overall, man, this was exactly what I wanted to see out of the Cowboys. And not only was I excited, impressed, I was proud of this football team. Proud 
to cheer on a a locked-in, focused team that is tunnel-visioned into winning a championship. This is not a team that's going to win the division and then see where it goes. Yes, we've talked about how they did not do everything in trade deadline, not everything in free agency, and there are some things in this game that I can mention that with, especially Connor Williams, because that is still an issue. However, to make the most of what you have, I, I'd say the Cowboys are doing that. And even some of the things that I've bashed on the entire season. Hey, you know what? What if Anthony Brown's going to be all right? What if Jordan Lewis, who had one of the best games of his career, I mean, a, a stellar day for him, what if he's all right? You know what? He took care of Kyle Pitts. You're talking about a over 220, 230-pound tight end slash wide receiver with all the traits of a Hall of Famer to be. And on back-to-back plays of a third and seven and a fourth and seven that determined really the, the, the rest of the game and the sequences after that for the Dallas Cowboys, he batted those balls on lockdown defending both times. You know, back-to-back plays, he did that. And overall, better day for Trevon Diggs with the interception. Gets back into the swing of things there. Anthony Brown bobbled that interception and fought his way through it, but also a great day just as far as defending goes. Micah Parsons as the edge rusher. That man can do everything, right? And offensively, the receivers looked healthier. They looked better. And you could see with CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, and then the return of Michael Gallup. He did have that drop that could have been big for a, a touchdown potentially. But other than that, we can get into the fourth down conversions, and he was a part of that. But good to have him back. You could tell that this offense is scarier and more determined. They're pissed off now, and, and you could see that in their play. Ezekiel Elliott getting those two touchdowns, but really more of his blocking ability and doing everything it took to get the the drive going or continue that drive uh, on that fourth down I believe to Michael Gallup uh, it was it was that big chunk play on the uh, on the left sideline you know Dak has to roll out but it's a big block by uh, by Ezekiel Elliott and it extends that play I mean without that Dak gets blown up because it's Terrence Steele's uh, side and, and I will say Terrence Steele played better I did think he got a lot more help but Lyle Collins Zach Martin no issues. You never heard of anything going on on their side of the line, and that's a great thing. But look, man, like the stats speak for themselves. But you know, when when you start off with that drive, they they went six games without scoring a touchdown on the first drive after really getting rid of that in that huge streak or that long streak that went, I mean, years really of not scoring on that first drive. You know, they get. They get it going, and I, I said it on the preview. I forgot about this. I said on the preview that if they do win the coin toss, elect to receive. You know, be aggressive here and say, we're going to determine the pace of this football game, and we're going to score first to give you that punch in the face. How do you react, Atlanta? And that's exactly what they did. They elect to receive a good pickup on the, uh, on the kickoff return and a good field position, and they just went out there. You know, they didn't do the blow-up play on the first play of the game, really. But it was more of just setting the tone and saying, this is what we're going to do all day. How are you going to answer? And they answer with a, a, a field goal. But then after that, that fourth and seven by the Atlanta Falcons on the Cowboys side of the field. And I was shocked by it, you know, considering that they have a really good kicker in Young Wink Koo, 
who was on my fantasy team. Sadly, he didn't get much playing time. But it was surprising for them to go for it on that fourth and seven. And considering that maybe they used a blueprint, as uh, Vic Vangio would say, of uh, beating the Cowboys, they said, we got to be aggressive too. And based on what we saw in our defense the first drive, we're going to probably go for a blowout here. So, uh, Or for a uh, shootout, I should say. And um, we, we got to... We got to be aggressive too. And huge stop by the Cowboys defense to get off the field. In total, third down conversions or third down efficiency, the Atlanta Falcons only one of 11. They had 11 first downs this entire game, even with the blowout at the end. And with their second teamers going out, Josh Rosen, the guy from uh, Arkansas as well, or Texas A&M, I couldn't remember. But even with those guys out there and the Cowboys playing prevent defense, they didn't get anything going. And it, it, it looked like the Atlanta Falcons were the Cowboys from the Denver Broncos game. It just looked like it was just not their day. They couldn't get anything going on the running game. Cordell Patterson goes out early in this game as well. And really, I'm, I want to look into this because I don't think people are talking about this enough. And I hope that some of you uh, agree with me on this. Is that don't you feel like a little bit of luck is going the Cowboys way throughout these games? And I know that there's examples of it. Maybe I just can't get it to the just get it going on, on like the in in my head right now but you know dynamic players playmakers or difference makers for the opposing teams like Cordero Patterson guys like that they get hurt they get hurt in these games you know in the Giants game you had Saquon Barkley go out with that sprained ankle and this game you have Cordero Patterson guys that the Cowboys would have a lot of difficulty defending against. They get the injury bug. And, and maybe if you're an opposing team, you're like, oh man, I don't want to go play Dallas because someone, one of us is going to get hurt. I, this is a trend. This is a a continuation throughout the season that, that it's, it's like the Manning cast curse, you know? Like if you go on the Manning cast, you're going to get hurt the next week or something bad happens to you. It's the Madden curse. But maybe it's the Cowboys curse that's not affecting them. It's affecting the other team. So I'll look into that a little bit more. And if I start to see a pattern, I might do a video on it. But when Cordell Patterson went out in this game, I said, oh, that's that's that this changes the entirety of this game. Because now you have Wayne Gallman as your starting running back. And we thought that Mike Davis, after his great run with the Carolina Panthers, he would come into Atlanta and take over as the running back. But Cordell Patterson took over. And without him... I'm not really scared of Wayne Gallman. I was terrified of Cordell Patterson because that's a big man. 220, running back, tall, strong, can catch, can run. I don't think the Cowboys can tackle that man. I really don't think so. They'll have difficulty doing so. He's out in this game. So Matt Ryan has to settle with Kyle Pitts. And after that, what else you got? You really don't have much. And once you start to see the game play out, it was just a matter of how far would the Cowboys go? How far would they go? And once it got to 28-3, to don't you think a little, uh, like all of us as Cowboys fans or just NFL fans in general thinking, well, the Falcons gave up a 28-3 to lead. The game last year where the Falcons gave up that lead against the Cowboys and it turned into that watermelon kick. The Cowboys win that game. Oh, guess who the Falcons play in just a few days after the Cowboys game? The Patriots, who they gave up that 28-3 lead to. So I was looking at this game, and I said, you know what? Cowboys, you're doing great. I love you. 
but don't make it 28 to 3 at the half. Please don't. Really, I, I'd really appreciate if you didn't. Well, they just shut me right up because not only, not only did they make it 28 to 3 at the half, but they took timeouts, which I this is a, a difference that I saw in Mike McCarthy. What we've seen the, the mistakes he's made earlier in the season to where he's had three timeouts. No one used timeouts in this first half. And then the Falcons don't get anything going uh, on that drive after 28 to 3. And then the Cowboys take that first timeout, and you're like, well, the Mike McCarthy from a few weeks ago wouldn't have taken that timeout. He didn't take that timeout. Forget that game. It was uh, uh, maybe Carolina. Was it Carolina? I may be wrong with that. But, you know, one of these games where it's like you could have used that timeout. You had all these timeouts, and you could have had time to get another possession, get three more points on the board, and you didn't do it. You just settled to go into the locker room at half. But they use the timeouts, and guess what they do on that punt? They block it. I've I've gone for John Fossil's head. I, I, I've gone for Bones' head, and I've said this guy should be fired. He has been doing a terrible job. Mike McCarthy said in the press conference, and I will say I agree with him, that the best thing that the Cowboys have done this past month really is special teams, and I can agree with that. I've actually seen so much improvement in the special teams unit, not just in the block punts. You know, like they've had more block punts since like, like 2012. I don't know. Like I have not seen a lot of block punts in my time as a Cowboys fan. And I've been a Cowboys fan my entire life. I've seen more in the past like month or two than I've seen my entire lifetime. That's great. That's awesome. This unit is not only just doing their job, which they haven't been able to do a lot of these years, not only are they doing that job, they're excelling in their job. You know, they actually have playmakers. They actually have guys that are trying to make a difference, trying to make that extra effort. Malik Turner, uh, Nashad Wright. Uh, and I'd say that if you really want to hone in on the special teams being, I wouldn't say elite, but really like to the level of like, you got to watch out for them because they can make all the difference in the world. It's one third of the game. If they can get just a little bit better in the, the return game, kickoff or punt return, they, they switch off with Tony Pollard, CeeDee Lamb, Cedric Wilson. I'm just saying, man, maybe they're saving up for, for a later part of the season. Remember the Steelers game where Cedric Wilson had that trick play, and it actually worked in their favor to really almost find themselves winning that football game when the season was over. Maybe we're saving up for that. Maybe Bones is saving for a time to where... The, uh, the special teams unit comes up big when they need it the most. You know, right now they're just doing great things and they get that punt blocked and they get in the end zone. It's 34 to three, I believe. I, I, at that moment, I, I think at that moment, that's when I knew this is going to get ugly. Like this was going to get ugly for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, and in that moment, after they scored that punt return, or that punt blocked for a return. It was the Atlanta Falcons getting the ball back and not getting much on that first down, and the Cowboys taking that last timeout. There was no reason to take really that timeout. You know, it was one, and then they're just going to run the clock down, just go to the locker room because they're down 34 to 3. It's it was gonna be, or is it 30 36 to 3? Excuse me. I just looked at the score. It's right here. But when he took that timeout and you look at Mike McCarthy and you say, he looks pissed off. 
Everybody looks pissed off, but Mike McCarthy's going for blood. And then they turn the camera to Arthur Smith. And I, you could, li not listen, you could read his lips to after they took that time out. He's like, why did they take that time out? He was so confused and pissed off for the wrong reasons. But this was, this was a, I guess a signal for Mike McCarthy to his team that says, we're going to be relentless. We're not going to let them get anything today. They're going to work for everything, much like we're going to work for everything today as well. But we're going to make it as difficult as possible for them to get anything going. And even with a meaningless timeout at the end of the half where they're just going to run it for the next two downs, we're, we're going to make them know who we are. They came to our house. We're going to piss them off. We're just going to get under their skin. And that's what that last timeout meant to me. And it's not a big thing at the end of the day. It doesn't mean anything on the scoreboard. But God damn it, after that, I said, they might go for 50. They might go for 50 here. Because dear God, get out of their way. And that is exactly what I wanted to see out of this Cowboys team. I wanted them to... I wanted the Falcons to regret ever making that trip to Dallas. You're not going to come into AT&T Stadium that now has that home field advantage, that has that vibe and just that energy that it's never had before. If you want to come in here, oh, you better you better play your best football because we're going to play our best football. You got us on the wrong week, Atlanta. You got us on the wrong week. You are the sacrificial C.D. Lamb, some would say. CeeDee Lamb, six receptions, 94 yards, two touchdowns. Dak Prescott, back in form. And he just, he looked damn good. Looked damn good. The best quarterback statistically this past weekend. And it showed 24-31 efficient, 296 yards, two touchdowns. They were dimes. The fourth down conversions, which I haven't even spoken about. Mike McCarthy, way to stick to your guns. That, that fourth and seven where, you know, you get that conversion with Michael Gallup, but you are well into field goal range with your new kicker, Liram. I, you know, I looked at my mom. I was like, mom, I don't, I think, I think you should take the points here. You know, they're doing good. Make it 10-3. I'm okay with these points here, you know, but credit to Mike McCarthy and this offense to be aggressive here, set the tone and say, this is how we're going to play the rest of the way. You know, we're not going to just go back on our word. Statistically, this doesn't make all the sense of the world, but we have to lay our foot down and say, we're not going to just, you know, go back and, and play conservative, kick a field goal because we didn't get the fourth down conversions last week. You know, we didn't get them last week and we were terrible in the play calling, terrible in the execution. We're better in execution this week and we're going to stick to our guns be the same identity that we've been all year long that's given us success in uh, six out of eight times. In six out of the eight games, we've had the success on fourth down. Why should we go back on our word? We should just continue to do our thing. And that's exactly what they did. And Dak Prescott, you know, I, I felt like the calf strain and just a little bit of rust last week was a factor because some of the throws he was making, man, you, you know, he had some... He missed some throws. I will say that. There was the slant route that almost got picked off that could have changed the game. He also had that 
that Michael Gallup dropped, but it was also a little bit behind. So you, a little bit of credit goes both ways. And, but overall though, overall, some of the throws that Dak was making, the Michael Gallup one on the run, which I thought he could have ran in, but whatever. You know, maybe he's just not comfortable running it right now. Uh, we'll see later in this game that that's not true. And then the CD Lamb just floater, the floater to CD Lamb uh, before he even broke his route was amazing. That that's just great communication, great trust in your wide receiver, and that's when you knew you no know, fourth down conversions, and then that touchdown. You just knew that the Cowboys were just on point all day long, and, and they were three of three on fourth down as well, which was amazing. Um, really, if we're talking about something negative when it comes to this football game, um, Connor Williams, um, I don't, I don't know how you think that that's a starter in the NFL, but we're at this point of the season to where it really doesn't matter. Connor McGovern was my guy to play left guard, but turns out he's just going to play every other position. This man is lining up as a receiver on a bubble screen and he gets like 17 yards for CD lamb. Uh, he lines up as a fullback. And then he tricks the defense into thinking they're going to go left. But Zeke just takes it up the middle for that touchdown. Connor McGovern is going to end up this year scoring a touchdown. Whether that's with a pass or with a run. Kellen Moore is using Connor McGovern as his own Taysom Hill. And I love it. I love every second of it. Um... But at some point this season, you're going to see Connor McGovern in the end zone with that ball. And it's going to be really fun. The uh, the play that got uh, brought back because of a penalty, the Cedric Wilson Wildcat, uh, but given to Tony Pollard. Or was it given to Tony Pollard? I can't remember, but it was brought back because of a penalty. Uh, that was amazing. I, I really hope to see that because when I saw Cedric Wilson there, I was like, what are we doing? I've never seen this before. And, and I said that in the preview too. I, I hate to, you know, pat myself on the back and, and just give myself all the credit in the world. But I also said that Kellen Mori just have some fun out there. You know, if you're up by 30, which they were at the, at some points in this game, have some fun with it. You know, just, just do whatever you want to do and just bring back a nice little energy to this, uh, to this offense and the play calling. And that's, that's exactly what they did. Um, I went back to the positives. Um, defensively, I mean, it helped that Cordell Patterson was out of this game. Jordan Lewis had himself a career day. Anthony Brown had a really good day. Trayvon Diggs had a better day. You know, slow start that first drive for the Atlanta Falcons where they give up a, a good amount of chunk yardage on some plays. You know, I think that's how the Cowboys are going to identify themselves. Dan Quinn is going to look at that first drive. If they run down the field, they're going to be like, okay, this is what they were successful in. They're going to continue doing this. And then later on, they're not going to have that same success. So... They will give up some plays at the beginning, just as far as weathering the storm and absorbing those big plays is what matters for Dan Quinn uh, against his former team. Uh, but going forward, that's what you're going to see. Um, what else? What else? Um, man, I can't. Uh, I, I don't think this defense is going to play like this every single week, but... Credit to them against experienced veteran quarterbacks so far. They've done a very nice job, whether that's Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, guys that have been around the block and have played against the Cowboys before and had success before. 
They didn't have that same success. I think if you ask these guys, if you ask these quarterbacks that are going against the Cowboys and have seen them multiple times a year or maybe multiple times seasons, they will say, you know, they gave us different looks. They, they really did. Um, I, I credit the, the Atlanta Falcons for trying different things because they did try a lot of motion. They had the Cowboys communicate defensively, and they had some success early on with that to where they're just doing a lot of motion and just a lot of... A lot of things to where they changed it up at the line of scrimmage to where the Cowboys needed to work for it. And and credit to them, you know, I, I, I am impressed by every facet of this football team right now. Um, and it gets them really, really confident. I wouldn't say cocky because I think they're past the point of like saying like, oh, we're just the best. No, we've seen that we're going to carry this Denver Broncos game on our backs as far as just a learning experience rather than just a turmoil like oh my god we're gonna freak out now because we had one bad game this was a statement win for them and they needed that it wasn't a must win but i think this this gives you a, a different perspective of what the cowboys are as a culture as a locker room as an organization going forward this is a different football team this is a very different football team and i am excited i've been excited and i'm going to continue to be excited um going forward and this kansas city game just comes at a really great time kansas city getting a huge win against the las vegas raiders on sunday night football looking like their former selves now they go against the dallas cowboys one of the hottest teams in football let's see if the kansas city chiefs show up as their best versions uh, of themselves uh but man oh man that game next week is huge for the cowboys it really is and then you got to see the Raiders as well in that Sunday night game where they only play them only four days later. Um, I, I, I can't tell you anything else about this football game because even, even when the backups came in, you know, when Josh Rosen, who I love Josh Rosen, but he did not look good. He gave up that pick and it was a bad decision for him. He should have ran it on that play. I, I don't, I don't know what else to say. This team, checked off all the boxes as far as a contender um except for Connor Williams that that's all I gotta say Terrence Steele I don't know if he's gonna be a starter next week I really don't think so Lyle Collins played phenomenally and Tyron Smith looks to to be back this week I don't know if they're gonna hold him for another game because they're playing in Thanksgiving so they may save him for that game overall though this this is a bad football team ladies and gentlemen they are in the conversation and Super Bowl contenders. I will say that. I will say that. And uh, this may not be the last time we're talking about the Cowboys this week. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching the Bubble Lut Sports Podcast, episode 253 in the books. If I forgot to talk about anything, make sure to leave it in the comments. Make sure to uh, to put... Um, well, do we have comments on Apple Podcasts? I don't know. Hit me up on Twitter, though. Hit me up on Instagram. You can always do that. And I'll uh, I'll mention that. And I'll shout you out the next time that we do anything about the Cowboys. So follow, subscribe on every platform that you uh, get this podcast from. Uh, make sure to share with your friends. Get, get the word out. I think we're really doing great things here. And we're only going to get better from this point forward. So thank you so much, guys, for listening, for watching. And we'll see you next time on the Bubble Up Sports Podcast. Yeah, hold on. Tell me who's your top five quarterbacks right now, dead or alive, huh? And how much do you care about a ring if the best player got carried?